Good evening and praise the Lord, everyone. So delighted to be here this evening with you. Uh, we're delighted to share in the word of God on this evening. We're going to be, let me open up with a word of prayer, but we're going to be talking about soul repair, coming in alignment with God. We're still talking about coming in alignment with him. We're going to start off here, but let's pray first. Father, we just thank you for your goodness, your mercy, and your grace. We thank you for just the opportunity to be here and to be on this platform, to be able to share the word of God with the people of God and those who may just be coming to know you. Father, we give you all praise. We pray now in the name of Jesus that the word of God, we pray for a door of utterance that your word may be spoken with all boldness and with all authority. And with clarity of thought, we pray, God, that your word will minister to the needs of the listeners in the name of Jesus. Let it serve as an encouragement to their hearts, God. Meet every need now in the name of Jesus. We give you all praise, all glory, and all honor belong to you and to you only in the matchless name of Jesus Christ that we pray. Amen and amen. Amen. We are going to be focusing on a couple of scriptures tonight, but the one that we're talking about that we're going to be coming from is going to be found in the book of 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, and we're looking at verses 7 through 9, and we'll probably go into the 10th verse. It says, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. We are troubled on every side, yet not in distress. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus may be made manifest in our body. Amen. Is it time for a checkup? Sometimes, sometimes that may be all that we need to bring us back into alignment with God. Sometimes this road of life, as we, as we call it, may look very much like this. Clear skies, smooth road, no traffic. That's how it might look. But what do you do and how do you handle life when the road you're traveling looks more like a pot-filled, broken, unpaved, what happens when you face a road and it looks like that? After being on a road like that, it may be time for an alignment. And that's what we're talking about, coming in alignment with God coming in alignment with God. Typically, when, when we think about an alignment, um, the purpose of it is to ensure that your tires operate at maximum potential and it prevents premature wear. Uh, yet, when we drive every day and we're keeping, uh, keeping your car tires aligned can be difficult. It can be attributed to poor driving behavior, environmental, 
and other factors can cause your vehicle to become misaligned. Fortunately, fortunately, having an alignment performed often helps your vehicle to achieve better fuel economy. It, it prevents expensive suspension repairs down the road and makes for a smoother drive. Now, we're talking a little shop here, but if we look at this in, in respect to our own life, sometimes the road in life is bumpy. Sometimes it's smooth. Uh, sometimes we can get out of alignment by the things that we have to endure. The scripture says, think it not strange concerning the fiery trials which shall come to try you as if some strange thing happens to you. Uh, we might we want to refer to that as a pothole. It can be hitting something repeatedly. It can throw us out of alignment. Something can happen that we did not expect. It can throw us out of alignment. People treating you a certain way can throw you out of alignment. If it it can just be anything sudden that you did not anticipate or expect, it can throw you out of alignment. Now, if you stay out of alignment, just like if your car, if you stay out of alignment, what will happen is your car or you, let's say, will wear down. Things will begin to wear out. Things will have a greater impact on you and do greater damage to you. The scripture says that we have to let the mind of Christ be in us. Let this mind that was also in Christ Jesus be in us because it will help us to deal with the sudden things that happen to us. The scripture also tells us to guard our hearts. We're talking about the tires now. It would behoove us to guard our hearts because out of it are the issues of life. Sometimes things will catch you left field unexpectedly and this can take a toll over a period of time. But what we're talking about, when you come into alignment with God, even the unexpected sets an expectation of God or from God. No matter how extreme or how difficult, God will give you his peace, even in the midst of it. He will give you his peace. David said in the book of Psalms, my soul wait thou only upon God for my expectation is from him. That's Psalm 62 and five. When you come in alignment with God, he will create an opportunity for you to minister to others right in the midst of what you're going through. Now, now I realize when I'm telling you that up front, you might just think, why would that be the case going into a situation unexpectedly? It may even seem more like you're willing, you may be willing to handle that if you did not believe or know that it was going to catch you off guard. But see, that's where you will have to trust God to know that he is always, always true to his word. Let me share this testimony with you briefly, just a moment. God has shown himself to be mighty in just a short period of time. I shared briefly on the prayer line, we were talking about uh, on December 23rd, I was at home, everything was going normal. And as we supposed that me and V had just settled down for dinner and just relaxed for the evening. So I noticed that I had been to the foot doctor and noticed that, you know, I was nursing and taking care of following instructions. And all of a sudden, this thing went from seemingly okay to I'm headed to the ER. So I get to the ER and I'm just sitting there thinking, well, you know, kind of trying to get myself together and gather my thoughts. 
go from being into the ER to admitted into the hospital, sitting in the emergency room, ER doctor comes in and he looks down and he says, this is not good. This is not good. And I'm thinking to myself, God, I trust you. I don't know exactly what's going on here because this is happening when I was not expecting something like this to happen. But God gets the glory even in the midst of it, because what happens, he goes to tell me that, well, we may have to, we're going to have to admit you. So go from being in the ER to being admitted, move forward, looking at things. I go from sitting there looking at my foot, wondering to what extent is this going to go? And Lord, I've been here before, and but I trust you. I don't know what's going to happen, but I trust you. So admit it, spend five days in but on the second day, right after on Christmas Day, the doctor, the surgeon decides we're going to have to go in and have surgery. Sometimes the things that we go through, sometimes God, something may have to be removed just so that you can survive. I know it's hard to think. And I'm sitting there going, God, I would never have thought that I would be going into emergency surgery. So at the blink of an eye, I had to, I had, I told the surgeon, well, let me, I need to talk to my wife. So we sat there and we talked. I said, I need to make one phone call. I called the man of God. I said, Bishop, I'm getting ready to go in. I just need you to pray. And <laughs> we have our, our bishop and I thank God I have a, a whole level of respect and honor for the man and woman of God for the first family. He prayed a word of prayer probably. And he, he said, well, Tony, you know, the word says how beautiful are the feet of them that carry the gospel. He would have said that then, but I had, God had given me a piece about this whole thing. So go in, have surgery, come out, foot wrapped, whole nine, God gets the glory. And God spared my life, what could have been worse. And even when you're doing what seems to be right and you're doing everything you as you were instructed, that still does not mean that everything is going to go the way you expected to go. That could be coming in line with God. This situation brought me in line with God in a way that gave me a greater appreciation for my relationship with him. So I'm here to encourage you. Alignment keeps you in line with the process. Even if you don't, you might not even be willing to go or might not even want to go. But you understand that what it means to trust God when you really trust him, you are willing to commit to the process because I know that faithful is he that promised. See, when God takes you through and brings you out, the praise is not a put on and the worship is not nothing that need to be worked up. It's genuine. See, when God takes you through, the scripture says that God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. David said in the book of Psalms 34 and 1, I will bless the Lord at all times and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. Let's zoom a little bit forward and we're going to get a little deeper into the word. But go into the doctor's office after the follow up. He looks at my feet. And all of that he can say is beautiful. Now, that's not even a medical term, but I'll take it. He says beautiful. So long of the short, I roll in on a scooter going to see the doctor. I walk out at my next post stop, walking the scooter behind me. Look at the hand of God. Sometimes coming in line with God will seem like you're bumped out of alignment with everything else that's going on. 
But when God takes you through and brings you through, coming in alignment with God prepares you to be victorious, even when you face future challenges. But David said, and see, that's the thing about this coming in alignment. David said, thy word, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. And, and it's interesting to know that sometimes when you're going through, things catch you off guard. But the reason why the greatest offense that we can have towards God is to doubt him or not to believe him when he's promised that he's going to take us through and bring us through. Take a look at David. And I want to ask you a question. If you think about David on the backside, tending the sheep, tending the sheep, uh, even when the prophet came to anoint the king that was going to be over Israel, his own father did not even consider him. He brought in all of those that seemed to be. God is preparing you for something. It might not be right now, but it's coming. You're coming to the forefront, but it might not be at the time you expected. But what you have to do is do like David. Follow the instruction. Follow the instruction. You may be on the backside in one day, but you're going to be on the front line before long. I encourage you just to trust God. Now, David, the book of Psalm says, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Typically in the biblical days, a shepherd would carry a rod and a staff. Now, this is talking about the experience that David gained by training and watching and tending the sheep. A rod is relatively a short, heavy, club-like device. The staff is a long, thinner, and it has a hook on the end. Now, typically, in biblical times, a shepherd would constantly use both the rod and the staff to tend the flock. Both were used to protect the sheep in a very specific way, and we are typified as the sheep the rod was used, think about this, David was accustomed to a rod. The rod was used to fight off wild animals and to count the sheep and to direct them. The rod would prod them during the days in the field and at night it would guide them into the sheepfold. Now, most of the time, a willing sheep would respond to the prodding, but a stubborn, strong-willed sheep would not. Where do we find ourselves? Are we willing to submit to the things that God is allowing in our life and saying, God, I trust you. I trust you. The interesting thing about the staff, the staff had a loop on the end of it and it would be used the club while the club would ward off wild animals. The, 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 the staff would be used maybe to pull a sheep out of a difficult situation his rod and his staff. That's why it brings us comfort. See, David was in training with the sheep to prepare him to face Goliath. What situation are you or have you gone through where God has shown himself mighty in your life to bring you to a point where you can carry out the purpose or the plan of God? When you come in alignment with God, you give him permission to use unconventional methods, means, and measures to deliver you. God has equipped us with everything that we need to succeed. The Bible says that he's given us everything that pertain to life 
and to godliness. When we come in line with God, your deliverance becomes more predicated upon your faith in him rather than your own strength and your own ability. It's a matter of just yielding to God and saying, God, whatever you desire to do with me, through me and for me, I trust you to know that when this is all said and done, I'm going to be right where you want me to be. Who would think or imagine that a shepherd boy that was behind the scenes tending the sheep was in preparation to come to the forefront of the battlefield and take down the very thing that had Saul and the army of Israel shaking in their boots. I ask you, how is God preparing you? What situation is he using or did he use in the past to train you and prepare you to stand where you are standing now? When we come into alignment with God, it is more predicated upon, like I said, our faith in him more so than our own strength. It is that experience that we gain with God that gives us the confidence to stand in the midst of a situation. Look at, look at David. Here we go. He's on the back end. We're talk, still talking about coming in alignment with God. He's on the back end taking care of the sheep. And we know the story. If we look in the, uh, in the account when we talk about David, it's in the book of Samuel, 1 Samuel chapter 17. God will use unconventional methods to accomplish his will in your life. David becomes familiar. The Bible talks and it tells us when on one occasion when the bear and the lion came and took a sheep out of the fold that David went after that. He went after both the lion and the bear, and under the power of God, he slew both of them. Now, you would think, okay, that's that's an experience. Okay, that's out of the ordinary. But what this prepared, this experience, Bishop had taught, don't forget the skins. This experience put David in a place where he gained an experience with God that built a confidence to know that no matter what situation I'm in, God is able to deliver me. Now, now think about this. Now, you remember when uh, Jesse sends him down to the battlefield, all of Israel is arrayed. The Philistines are arrayed against them and Goliath has already stepped out front and he's already threatened you know, the armies of God, he's already threatened them. So David is sent down there by his father to take some food and things to his brothers. Now, I will say this, don't take offense to what happens in your life when people try to figure out why you are where you are and why you're doing what you're doing. Remember David's brothers, David, did not take offense to what his brother said, but his brother Eliab said that he was the eldest. When he found out that David was there, he got angry. His, in the scriptures declare, he said that his anger kindled against David. And he said, he even approached David and said, why did you come here? Why are you even here? And he said, you have come. He said, I know you've left those few sheep in the wilderness. He said, David, I, I, I know how proud for you are and the naughtiness of your heart for you've come down that you might see the battle. Now, Eliab and all of Israel, they're already down there. 
Goliath has already challenged them. And what has happened? He's challenged them and they're all shaking in their boots. But look who shows up. The one that has an experience with God. David. David shows up. Now his brother, he could have taken offense to that, but he didn't. He just, he walks over and he tries to get an assessment of what's going on. So David goes over to Saul and he says these words, let no man's heart fail him. Let no man's heart fail because of him, because of Goliath. He said, thy servant, me, David, I'm going to go out and fight with this Philistine. And here's somebody else trying to assess David, trying to kind of fit him in. And Saul said to David, you're nothing but a youth. You're not able to go out and fight this Philistine. He said, for thou art but a youth. He said, he is a man of war from his youth. In other words, David, you're not qualified to go out. Here comes your experience. Your experience with God will set you apart, will set you apart from the others around you, but it will bring you to the forefront at the right time when God's will can be performed. And many will be saved and delivered because of your surrendering to God and allowing him to bring about that experience. So David talks about his skins. Thy servant kept his father's sheep. He reminds them. Now that may not have been much to them when he said it, but he said when he accounted that, he says the lion and the bear is no different than this giant that's standing before. He said the same God that delivered me from the lion and the bear is going to be the same one that delivers from this uncircumcised Philistine. He's going to be just like one of them seeing. Now, why did David take up this thing? David took up this mindset, not because he thought himself to be a great warrior, not because he thought himself to be in comparison to Saul or his brother or any of those soldiers that were standing out there that were trained to fight. He says, you know why this is going to happen? It's going to happen because he has defied the armies of the living God. Now, I ask you, when we take up the cause of God, God comes to the forefront with us because now we're serving his purpose. It's not so much of us trying to toot our own horn to be in a place where we can be here, the applause of man. David was sent down there, remember, to help his brothers. So he goes, but he hears the accusation of Goliath against Israel. So he took up the cause and he might even say the task of stepping out in front to defend the honor of God. David said, the Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear, he will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. And David and Saul said unto David, sometimes when you step front, the only thing that some people will have to say is the Lord be with you. That's the only uh, thing that Saul could say to him. They're all shaking in their boots. David is willing to go out and face the giant, not just for himself, but he's willing to go out and face the giant. He took up the cause of God because Goliath threatened the armies of the living God. Saul says, go, 
and but then Saul does something, Saul does something else. He couldn't do it. So he decides to try to help David out. He gives David his armor and he puts it on David. The thing about all of this is don't take upon yourself and don't let nobody, no one put you in a situation to use something that has not been tested. Don't use anything that you don't, that God has not given you the experience with to try to accomplish the task at hand. David, I can imagine in my mind's eye, he stood there for a moment looking at the armor and David said, I have not tested these things. So he took it off and he picked up what was familiar to him, what God had used, the experience that he had used to build the confidence that he needed to stand in the place of God. So I'm telling you tonight, no matter what you are going through, no matter what you might be dealing with, your coming in alignment with God, our coming and lining up with him is so important in this hour. This is, we are living in the last days. This is perilous times. We are here. Now, although we've had some, some wonderful changes to take place, the other changes that are needed, the critical changes, we're going to be the agents of change. So prepare yourself. That's why we're coming in line with God. Because those things that need to be accomplished during this time, this critical time, the saints of God and the people of God are going to be moved into place. You're going to be called to the forefront. It might be on your job. It might be in the school. You might be a young person. It does not matter. God can use you. He's calling everyone to the battlefield. Because these are the last days. Souls of men and women are dying every day. We are the front line. We are the last hope. And the hope that we have to give is not something that we've conjured up. It is the hope of glory that's within each of us. This is what we need to share to change the world that we're in, to change society. We're going to be the agents of change, but we can't do it on our own. We have to be lined up with God lined up, tuned up with God, the word becomes our diagnostic system. The word, the scripture says the word of God is sharp. It is powerful. It is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. So we have to stay in the word so that we can be tuned up so that we can, and we have to know the voice of God. Know the voice of God. So when God is calling you, when he's reaching out to you, in fact, we should be reaching out to him. He says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. But sometimes we tend to venture off thinking that we need to do this, that, and the third just to be where we think we need to be or where somebody says we might need to be. But I'm telling you, if you yield and listen and come in line with God, he says to keep your heart with all diligence, because out of it flow the issues of life, the issues of life. And that's what we're dealing with, the issues of life. But God is faithful. So I encourage you, I encourage you, I encourage you, come in line with God. It's like little by little, a nudge, a bump will bring you in line, just as well as a bump will take you out of line. 
And I'll end on this. Sometimes when we come in line with God, it might seem that we're out of line or out of alignment with everything around us. But trust the hand of God. Trust the word of God. And he's going to pull you back into alignment. And when we line up with God, when we truly line up with him, watch the glory. Paul says, I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed in us. So I encourage you, listen to the voice of God. Get in prayer. Listen to his voice. Tune in so that you can hear him and not have to rely on this, that, and the third to, to bring you in. Just like when the, when the prophet, when Samuel was being trained and he thought that it was the prophet that was calling him and he was laying down and he said, Samuel, Samuel, and he called him. He ran to the man of God and he said, did you call me? He said, no, go back and lay down. He did it three times. The third time the man of God realized that it was God that was calling Sam. He said, Samuel, next time, he said, go lay down. And the next time you hear him call your name, just say, speak, Lord, your servant hears. So I encourage you, come in alignment with God. It's the greatest thing. Your life will change dramatically. And the expectation that you have, you think, it's going to blow your mind when you come in line with God. So I encourage you, be encouraged, come in alignment with God and watch him show himself mighty. God bless you.